Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel from the most fascinating people in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And this hour, my friend, we are brokering a very enviable power, the power to change people's beliefs, to inspire allegiance, to set fingers itching to act. Now, some previous presidents have had it, but this power may just as well be possessed by your carpool buddy or that new guy over in marketing that you've just heard. We are talking about that ability to speak and present ideas powerfully. And frankly, my friend, there's not one reason on God's green earth why you, you cannot and should not master this power and employ it as part of your personal arsenal. So, Enough of this cheerleading. Let's get on to cultivating your power to present masterfully and the wisdom laden lady with wisdom laden lady who is gonna guide you onto that art of setting the audience's mind to fire is the effervescent Stephanie Scotty, coach to presidential cabinets, big pharma CEO, founder of professionally speaking, voted enterprising woman of the year, uh, as well she should be, uh, wait till you hear, and the audience of this remarkable, and uh, the, I mean, I'm sorry, the author of the really remarkably commonsensical talk on water attaining the mindset of powerhouse presentations, a fine volume. So whether you are uh, an innovative uh tech uh, firm principal trying to explain the revolutionary version of Bitcoin to investors like Kristen, or you're a first-time author constantly being called upon to talk about his personal epic like Tom. Pull up your chair a little closer and join us in this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Stephanie, thanks so much for breaking free from your your own many speaking engagements to come and inject a little courage and skill into us all. Oh, Bart, I wouldn't have missed this. So thank you so much for inviting me to, to talk with you and to share this information with your audience. Great, wonderful. Yeah, Before we plunge into all uh, the info, Stephanie, could you please explain to uh, the audience how – a young lass of 24 years ends up coaching the president and his cabinet on how to present. How, how did all that come about? You know what? It is amazing when I think about it, think back on it, because at the tender age of 24, that's exactly what I was asked to do. I'm out of college. I worked for the largest federal speakers bureau that they had at the time. And my primary job was to train from entry level up through literally White House to go out and speak on energy policy. And so while we were training within our own industry, within the energy department, there was an opportunity for some new new initiatives were being introduced, and White House staff had to be trained, including the cabinet. So they came to us. The topic was energy. The, The skill to be taught was public speaking. And I was invited to go and work with them one-on-one in terms of their presentations. And and what was amazing, amazing, is that I was young enough to not understand completely what I was being asked to do and bold enough (laughs) to share candid feedback. And they listened. Oh, wonderful. And the fact that at that age... Well, there's nothing like the vigor of youth. and I mean, the, the absolute blindness of youth. 
may I ask how uh, how do would you rate President Carter as a speaker? I, you know, I'm not going to rate him so much as I'm going to describe him. He was kind of a folksy. Okay, speaker, better. You know, folksy in his style, trying to relate to the common person. I think versus a loftier speaking speaking style. And it isn't that one is better than the other. I believe that there's enough ways in the world for everyone to have their own, as long as what they're doing helps them right. achieve their goals. Yeah, think think of Barack Obama and think of Abe Lincoln, two entirely different styles of speaking and both remarkably effective. I, great, I'm glad you pointed that out. Well, uh, I, uh, on to the present, Stephanie, 20% of America's college students cannot put a simple paragraph together on a, a given topic. They need remedial courses to help them present a one-minute speech and and they, and I get the feeling from them is this so who cares? I can text what's up, I can glib on social media. I mean, frankly, Miss Scotty, we're in the digital era. Get with it, this formal presentation stuff, that's buggy whip business, right? Well, you, you know think? what? That's that's the good news and the bad news all at the same time. You know, they are uh-huh. young young people today out of college, they've lived in this like entertainment bubble. You know? And they speak mm. to one another digitally. But their face-to-face has not been developed, and that's really suffering. And there was recently a study published. It was um, conducted by the Association of American Colleges and Universities, and they spoke to 500 business leaders and 500 hiring managers. And 80% Hmm. of those respondents said that verbal communications is critical in the hiring process. It's the number one skill they are looking for and hiring college grads and it's just not there so we are oh missing an opportunity with our young people boy well the need I, is there say, I, I agree with you agree with you and i think that the whole idea of teaching that is is uh did you know that in the original olympics 776 bc that both poetry and public speaking were part of the events, and it was what it is what made the backbone of the Athenian democracy. Anyway, I bring that up. Uh, so, if you want to be go somewhere, listen to what Stephanie has just said. You may not think it's important, but the fellow who's going to hire you does. <laughs> so, Stephanie, in your finely crafted book, Talk on Water, you address uh, what I think is one of the, the, the most vital topic that, that so many speakers neglect, or speaking coaches neglect, and that's just why in Demosthenes' sweet pebbled mouth, have you been put up on this podium? You talk about the roles. Uh, I mean, what is your role? What is your, why are you there? And you have profiled the speakers into three main roles. And so I was wondering if you could sort of give us some examples and tell us their, their, that that role's particular focus and blunders to avoid. So the first one, is, you say, is the expert speaker. So what about him or her? Right. So what I have, just a quick background, in my years of working with business leaders, because that's what I do, I work with business leaders preparing them for high-stakes presentations, I started to see right. several themes that emerged, and that's where the profiling came from. And the first one is, as you already said, is the expert. And if you could think of these, these different roles on a continuum, so on the far okay. left, you might have the expert. In the middle, you'll have the interpreter. Mm-hmm. And on the far right, you would have the catalyst. And the beauty of it, just right. to get a picture of it in your mind, is that it's a continuum. And I can slide up and down that continuum. 
sometimes I may be asked to be a, a catalyst and have that kind of a profile, but at other times I may ask to be an expert. So to recognize there are these, these distinct profiles, and once you understand what you're, the role you're being asked to play, that will help determine how you craft your message, the skills required, the time commitment to get it right, or to be effective, I should say. So on the far left is the expert. And so many people fall into this category and don't even recognize it. But that is where you're simply <laughs> sharing your expertise. Now, the key right. to being an expert or, or that role is that you don't have any expectations about what people are going to do with your content. You know, it's almost like a I mind melt. I'm taking what's in my mm-hmm. head and I'm giving it to you in a way that's easily understood. Now, I want you to leverage right. it. I want you to use it, but I don't, I'm not telling you how to use it necessarily, or I don't have an expectation of how you use it. There's no influential factor built in there. It's strictly sharing information. So a quarterly report can be an example. You know, okay. uh, sharing market research findings can be an example in the business world. So, okay, Stephanie, let me interrupt here, and I just have a thought, and that is, so you're telling me that the expert is really a good excuse for me to, uh, it allows me to be boring, right? No, not at all. And that's what's so key ah. here. I, I'm telling you that you are informing your audience, you're sharing information, but don't use expert and boring synonymously <laughs> or, or interchangeably. Okay. All righty, as, as part of it. Because as an expert, you still want to be engaging. You want people to listen to you. You want them to feel compelled to take this information and, and use it in however they see the need. So, no, there's... No, none of these roles are meant to be boring. All of them Okay, are sliding on down. Now let's go to the interpreter. So the interpreter yeah, is the person. Yeah, slide on down to the interpreter. Okay, that's the person who takes that information and they interpret it. In other words, they give it meaning. They position it so that you can take a specific Give me an example. Action. Sure. I was working with the director in a pharmaceutical company. He was trying to get marketing and sales to work better together. His whole theme was, right. together we're stronger. Everything he talked okay. about was how, what we can do to be working together better. So he was giving content, but the outcome that he needed you to take was to collaborate more. Make sense? Okay. All right. And now, moving up to... On, on moving right along, it seems that I can see where you're taking us. You're taking us up to the fiery one, the catalyst, right? The catalyst, right? and it is fire because you know what? It's the fire in their belly that makes them successful. Mm-hmm. That's the person who's there to change the world. They're going to disrupt the status huh? quo. They're going to paint a vision of what could be. Great example of that. Although it was 11 years ago, it still is very clear in my mind and perhaps in the minds of your listeners. Uh, Steve Jobs when he introduced the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Eight words changed the world. Today we're going oh, to reinvent the phone. Today we're going to reinvent the phone. Absolutely oh, changed my God. our lifestyle, uh, boy, that, it, uh, our communications. Uh, right. And he, I think what I love about what you've just said, he, he took eight words. Notice the nugget that he put that into. And the nugget isn't enough. Tweets ain't enough, my friend. But if you've got, if you have that distilled essence, you put that out with power. 
everything you say thereafter will be very. Will, you'll, you'll have them listening and hanging on the chair, right? And it and everything else you say after that is to support that statement. Mm-hmm. How is it going to reinvent the world? What are you doing? And so everything else just starts to support that statement. But if I can leave that room remembering that, well, all three of them should have that kind of a core message. But when you're a catalyst, what he did is he created a vision of what could be. Uh-huh. And that's what a catalyst does. You are listening. My, my friend, if you've just joined us, you're listening to The Art of the CEO, and Stephanie Scotty is really bringing on some fabulous facts and about presentations, where you stand, what you need to be doing. It, it's, uh, and The Art of the CEO is doing it again, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we stream magically over the engorged avenues of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this show, uh, and you'll want to do that, and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. The, you, you can find us uh, on several radio shows and a whole host of Internet streams, but to get all the episodes, just tune in to theartoftheceo.com. Now, Stephanie, you've given us the the three speakers, and, and um, I'm 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 just wondering uh, if if my wife, uh, as apparently so many people keep asking her to do, she is called upon to list her husband's many flaws. So, does she want to assume the the role of expert, interpreter, or catalyst in that situation? Well, I've never met your wife. But if a client came to me with that kind of a question or a similar question, what they're, because she's looking for a change, because she needs something ah. to di- be done differently, that automatically puts her in the interpreter role, into that profile. Ah. Now, the difference, <laughs> one of the major differences between the expert and the interpreter is that for an interpreter, mm-hmm. an expert is successful if you understand their content and you can leverage it. Mm-hmm. An interpreter can only be successful if, in fact, they get the buy-in of their audience uh-huh. because it's that buy-in uh-huh. that allows them to achieve their goal. So in that interpreter role, not only are you sharing perhaps with somebody what, why something needs to, what needs to change and why, but you also want to gain their buy-in along the way because that's your uh-huh. call to uh-huh. Make sense? Well, you know what they say, that, that a man... Uh, a man marries uh, a woman marries a man in hopes uh, that she uh, that she can change him into what she wants, and a man marries a woman in hopes she'll never change at all. So there you have it. Anyway, uh, I uh, I was wondering if uh, we, if you would mind if we could put your obviously insightful skills to the test, Stephanie. Uh, and right now, we're going to come up, we're going to take a break. And what I'm going to do is I am going to give some what we call utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom, and I will deliver a commercial message. And would you be willing to share with us a very honest uh, critique of that presentation of this of this host with a skin as thick as an elephant, enumerating the blunders, uh, which I'm sure will be many, and the strengths if you actually happen to find any, uh, so that our, our audience can learn a little something? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. okay. Well, here we go. <clears throat> and So after Stephanie Scotty's feast of ideas 
for setting our tongues wagging effectively and intelligently, I believe it is truly time for us to take a brief sorbet and allow me to proffer you a few utensils for today's feast. First utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you will ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you strap on your backbone and argue your personal principles, even in the face of opposition? Will you let your silent scream, mistakenly, your assent to those who do voice their ideas? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. The second utensil, I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste the scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. And this one, oh, let, let's do it. This one is a cartoon. This is number 47, and the cartoon shows a man speaking at at the podium up there, and, and a latecomer comes in and whispers into the back of on the audience. He says, excuse me, has the CEO finished speaking yet? The answer, oh, Lord, he was finished half an hour ago. He just won't stop. So, so what do you think, Stephanie? Do you get to speak longer when your rank is higher? No, you don't. You know what? You could Ooh. always be short. You could never be over. And I've actually worked with somebody who was on a stage giving a keynote uh-huh. that they invested a lot of money to have the privilege of being up there. Went one minute over, uh-huh. the stage went dark on him. PowerPoint was no, pulled and everything went dark. That, that's somebody who paid to speak. So you know what? Whoa. You can always be a minute under, but you can't go over. Yeah. My gosh! Wow! So there's there's a warning for you. I had an after a marvelous afterthought. Uh, something about whether you're captivated or ca- or, or, or captive audience depends not on the speaker's passion, but uh, his ability to seize the passion of those listening. But frankly, Stephanie's story just blew that away. And so if you've <laughs> smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit the. <clears throat> bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of 101 or 102 Best Business Quips and you will find your intellectual conversations leavened with joyous wit and your stock will rise among your co-workers and so forth and so on. Uh, And as a third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is the name of the individual who said, money can't buy friends, but it can get you a better class of enemy. And those words were spoken by none other than the famed and rockish Irish comedian Spike Milligan. Congratulations to all you winners, and stick with us, because later on in the show, blurting your way, comes another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. And if you're... Uh, and if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul-igniting gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And before we return to Stephanie Scotty, who will coach you into becoming the potentate of the podium, allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. That firm is Prometheus Publishing, who invites you to take good scrutiny of their latest volume, a little gem of a guide called CEO of Yourself. This is a volume about getting down to the business of your more rewarding life. And so just let me ask you, my friend, are 
who's making the choices in your life? Are, are you directing the enterprise of you, or have you fallen into default mode? And is your governance bringing you a more the more fulfilling life that you, you just know lies out there, you know it. CEO of Yourself is really a book that's going to help you discover them, your many marvelous assets, help you employ them toward the goals that will bring you a sense of mastery and a lot more fun. So now I've got to give you a little caveat here, and that is CEO of Yourself is not for lazy and it's not for weaklings. It makes you stand up using the model of chief executing officer. It makes you form such things as principle and forge your own character and sculpt yourself into the person you want to be. Well, if you've got that kind of fire in your belly, my friend, and desire an exhilarating life, then go for it. Pick up your copy of CEO of Yourself. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy. Carpe diem, my friend, you are indeed worth it. And now... With our utensils in hands, I invite you to continue riding high on the wings of Stephanie Scotty's Wise Council and set your mind toward more powerful presentations. And before we launch into any further, all right now, Stephanie, you've heard my endless blitherings. Uh, and and what, what do you think, what are some of the, uh, as I say, the, the flaws, the strong points, the style, what do you think about that little speech? How would you uh, critique it? Well, you know what? I would really, doing it over the line like this, not actually seeing you, I can comment mostly uh-huh. on the vocal delivery and the organization of your content. Okay. So that's where I can give you some feedback. First of all, I think that one of the things you do so beautifully is you create descriptions that I can see as you're speaking. So talking about sorbet and utensils and spoon to you are some of the key words or phrases that I jotted down as I was listening because it helped me just get into the mood of what you were saying and your speaking style. Wonderful vocal inflection. You use you actually used pauses to help segment your content. So you used your voice to help direct me to know when to listen more intently and when I didn't have to listen as intently. So that was all really Mm -hmm. helpful. One of my Mm -hmm. favorite tips to leave with people, if I may just make one more point, and that's especially if you're reading or speaking over the phone, and that is Mm -hmm. not necessarily just for you, Bart, but just for everybody, to make sure you stay in the moment and think about what you're saying. So many times I find business leaders who are either repeating the same thing over and over again or have just written their presentation or relying on slides, are simply reading words either out of their head or on the script in front of them instead of really thinking about what they're saying. So when you're speaking, you're actually having a conversation with yourself. You're listening to yourself as well as sharing with your audience. Think the thought. That means stay in the moment. Very good. Wise, wise ideas. By the way, I want you all to know that uh, Stephanie had no idea what I was going to say, and and I seldom do myself. Uh, but uh, she, this was just right, sua sponte, spontaneous right from her. And so I think that uh, she is to be very much congratulated and admired for that. Uh Stephanie, in in your uh, very readable book, Talk on Water, you keep bringing uh, us back to the mindset of cultivating the message with your strengths and and banishing doubt. And I know public speaking is fearful. You say doubt is the kryptonite of the speaker, of of 
yeah, the, the speaker on the podium. Yeah. So suppose I am one of these people who has the, the uh, confidence of a Christian scientist with appendicitis. I'm shy, I'm fearful, my boss is always laughing at me, you know. And give me, can you give me a couple of, of ways that you help people banish that doubt and fear? Yeah, you know, to me, banishing that level of doubt is really about connection. And that's where, your, that's where the powerhouse presentation comes from. And it's, it's connecting mm. with yourself, and that means giving yourself time to prepare. You know, so many times in business, ah. you may only have 20 minutes to prepare. Somebody may hand you a slide deck and say, hey, we need you to substitute. You know, we need to fill in. Here you go. Uh-huh. Or you may have the luxury of several weeks to start to craft your talk. But give yourself time to think about what you want to say, what your role is, what needs to be accomplished, and how you're going to develop a compelling conversation with your audience. Mm. So really that will help you connect with yourself because once you are comfortable with what you're being asked to do, then actually crafting that message and delivering it becomes a piece of cake. Hmm. So a key takeaway is just to give yourself time. Okay. Now you talk about you. You mentioned one thing, and and I, uh, I've heard this said before, that you want to create a conversation with your audience, but that's that's not literally going to happen. I mean, I, unless you do. I, I've given speeches where I literally go down to the audience and and have people stand up and talk. But I mean, most cases, you, you're talking about a metaphorical conversation. So could you explain that a little bit more? Sure. It it's really goes back to a mindset, and I truly believe when you speak, you're having an enlarged conversation. People may not be talking back to you, so you might not have that verbal exchange or that oral exchange, but the same skills you use when you converse are the skills you use when you speak. You know, if you think about yourself at a dinner party and how spontaneous right. you are and how you gesture and how your voice has inflection and how you're thinking about what you're saying and how you're connecting with the person, those skills are the same skills, and they are, in fact, transferable to that front of the room, to that main stage, to that conference room. To know that those people are people, they're probably your biggest fans, if for no other reason than they want to get something out of this time they're spending sitting at that table, so they want you to succeed, so that right. they succeed, right. you know, it's time well spent for them. So it's the same skills that you're huh. using. Ah. Oh. Okay, that's that's very good. I I do see that there needs to be that ex, that sense of exchange, even if you don't don't have the feedback and and all the preparation that that uh, that flows into it very quickly uh, when you are, as you say, at the dinner table or someplace totally at your ease. Uh, you have one subhead. I've, I've got to bring this up. You have one subhead in your book that I would like every speech crafter to write down and hammer on his wall with a ten-penny nail. Uh, it, it sort of builds on what you were just talking about. Go for connection, not perfection. Could you right. just elucidate or tell us what you mean by that? Yeah, you know what? Your audience wants to feel like you care about them. That's what I mean by mm-hmm. connection that you care about okay. them, that you're not just there to talk or to hear yourself talk or to just get through it. You're there yeah, to give them yeah, information yeah. that's relevant to them, that they can do something with, and you care about them in that process. And I do a couple hmm. of things that help me care in the moment. And uh, even if it's a business meeting I'm speaking at or, versus a main, or, or a main stage, think about the complete continuum. 
I like to greet right. people, shake their hand, say hello, thank them for coming mm-hmm. if that's appropriate, or ask them what's on their mind. But something that I've already connected with several of the people interpersonally. It may be impossible to connect with everybody. But simply shaking their hand or saying hello or a short exchange, I've already started to build a bridge between me mm-hmm. and my listeners when I'm in the front of the room. Okay. And I, they already yeah. know I care about them. So connection is about caring. And, in fact, if you're too perfect, if you're too slick, people actually yeah, wonder yeah. if you're authentic. Or when's the, when's the next shoe going to drop? They'll start to question Right. Not your credibility, but your um, your integrity. So they're not looking for you I, to be perfect. I, you know, I think that's that's very true. As just as an editor, a lifelong editor, I have seen that so often the sheer power that you want to convey in the written word comes from not polishing it perhaps too too hard, but leaving a little of the rough edge. And this is kind of what you're saying here in in speaking am i correct that's a beautiful analogy thank you exactly okay good i i boy this is uh, i don't know about the rest of it but i'm learning a lot i may uh i may even make a better show one of these days um uh, <laughs> at any rate uh i'm um I just want to make make sure that you had uh one part of of what you're in in your your core message and you, you, we talk about organization. You're very strong on organization, and I, I don't. Many people who have been in the service might recognize the idea. They say you say what you want to say, you repeat it three times, and then you wrap it up and say it again, and again. You know, the, the army has a drill for for teaching absolutely everything, from brushing your teeth to to, to leading a corps into battle. And I, I was wondering uh, how much repetition of a major point versus how many new ideas can you pack in? This is, uh, quite frankly, it's, it's a problem that I face. I pack in a lot of ideas, and people say that you need to repeat your ideas more. How much, so how often do I want to get over uh, and, and reiterate and paraphrase uh, my message? Is, is that, how no, vital is that, really, how often? That's one of the problems that an expert faces because they feel like they have to share everything they know in order to feel like they've been complete, where in fact, you know, uh, we feel like uh. there's so much real estate in our heads. So as a speaker, yeah, yeah. we want to be discriminating, you know, with what we share. So your core message, that one sentence, in the case of Steve Jobs, those eight words, you know, we are, today we're going to reinvent the phone, that was his core message. If, you, if we left that room remembering nothing except that sentence, he would have been happy. That's his core right. message. Right. And then, and then you, want, you want two, I say five main points at the most, and three turns out to be most people's favorite, but two to five main points that support why that statement is true. And you have right. to be ruthless right. yourself, <laughs> really to pare it down to what's essential. And the question I, tell, but, I suggest but, clients ask themselves over and over again is, what's absolutely uh-huh. essential? What do they absolutely need to know? Yeah. What if if they miss? Are you really going to hit yourself with? But even what if you really, really love to hear yourself speak, and you're convinced that that everyone else should should feel the same? That it's still two to five points, right? Uh, yes. Like yes. 
<laughs> and, and in some people's case, maybe yeah. one point seven would would be better. But <laughs> yeah, otherwise, oh my. filling their heads too much, right? They, they they're not taking it in; yeah. they're just sitting. So, if, uh, do you want to be effective? I, or do you I want, want to ask. You teach. Uh, you, you you work with business people almost exclusively, uh, and uh, if if I'm wise enough to realize that I need some. Uh, expert. I, it's my personal feeling that every single person in business should have at least one session with a personable presentation coach. And uh, I mean, that, that's my own feeling. And if you are on a uh, uh, of a high level in in the C-suite, it wouldn't hurt to be have some access to a speechwriter. What is your feeling about hooking with the, the need to hook with professionals? I think it's extremely important, and I work quite a bit. The C-suite is really my sweet spot. And even in the C-suite, so many people there do not have speech writers. They might have staff people to write a talk for them, but they yeah. still struggle with it. And where they really struggle yeah. is what we were just talking about. What's my key yeah. takeaway message, and how am I going to talk about it? I believe right. content drives delivery. And when you get clarity around that, everything else is so much easier. So... Whether you have Aye, a speech writer well writing played. it yourself, it's got to be put in your words. Mm-hmm. Well, if I am wise enough to realize that I need an expert uh, and a top coach, how might I get in touch with Stephanie Scotty and gain some of some of her uh, remarkably vital counsel? Thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh, you know, at professionallyspeaking.net, is the website you can go to, and I am happy to talk to folks about things. Uh, I work one-on-one as well as in small groups with everything from getting business leaders ready for analyst meetings to product launches to trade shows to main stage presentations. It runs the gamut. The one thing that all my clients have in common is that it's high stakes, and they've got to Mm. accomplish something. They need to achieve something. And a great source, again, is even the book you've been talking about, that my new book gives you really good, I think, baseline information that can make a, a huge difference, and it's it's getting it's being well received. And you could find that. And how, how can folks get a copy of that, Stephanie? You know, it's it's everywhere. So you can certainly get it online at Barnes and Noble or Amazon. You can also get it at your favorite bookstore upon request. So brick and mortar Alrighty. or online, either place. Excellent. And the name of the book is Talk on Water, Attaining the Mindset of Powerful Presentations. So go out, and as I said before, Carpe Diem, my friend, you are indeed worth it. Stephanie, thanks so much for coming on the show. This is this has been very, very enlightening for me, and uh, it, we've had a, a jovial and uh, in, a very uh, insightful time. So I do hope that uh, we might be able to introduce tr- or entice you back again sometime. I would love it. Thank, thank you so much, Bart. I, re- I really enjoyed this interview, and hopefully your listeners will gain some value. I'm sure they will. Thanks so much. So as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. And who was it who said, if you want to be a millionaire, start with a billion dollars and launch a new airlines? 
Uh, and uh, as a hint, this prolific entrepreneur is no virgin when it comes to launching airlines. And remember, if you know the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And be sure to tune in next week to the Art of the CEO radio show. As noted business coach and Fortune 500 national elevator pitch champion, Chris Westfall teaches you the fast-paced art of leadership on the fly. Get set, get ready, and take a leap with us. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, four out of five startups will fail this year. So the investor's tip is to put your money in the entrepreneur with both big dreams and giant sweat stains. Just a thought. And to you gleefully sharing our feast, uh, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Stephanie and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download this on all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you. <laughs>